You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious crusader for justice, hides his true identity as one of the city's wealthiest men in his never-ending battle against crime and corruption. Only his fiancée, Kit Baxter, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, knows who wears the mask of the Red Panda. This episode, Trial by Terror. Hello, Barton. Haven't seen you in a few days. Oh, hello, nurse. Yes, I've been pulling the night shift quite a bit. Hmm, better you than me. This place is spooky enough at the best of times. The graveyard shift gives me the heebie-jeebies. Aw, come on. You must be used to this place by now. With this crowd? Not on your life. If the courts say these customers are sick, then they're sick. But they've done some pretty terrible things between them. A girl can't help but get the creeps from time to time. Well, I don't worry about it too much. This place has some of the most advanced security in the world. Once our patients are in here, it's next to impossible for them to get out. Oh, excuse me, would you, Barton? Sure thing. I'm just stepping out for a minute. Queen Street Lunatic Sanitarium for the Criminally Deranged. How may I help you? Uh, No, I'm sorry. Dr. Westgate isn't in. May I take a message? I'm sorry, sir. Were you looking for someone in particular? Me? Oh, just taking a little stroll down memory lane, young man. Well... I'm afraid that visiting hours are almost over. You do need to make an appointment. The doctors are very careful about not upsetting our patients' routines. Oh, yes. I remember. Which of our inmates... I I mean, uh, which of our patients were you here to see exactly? You're new here, aren't you, son? What's that? Don't be embarrassed. We were all young and naive once. Fresh-faced and ready to tackle the world one lunatic at a time. I I don't think that... What's your name, son? Barton, sir. Barton Meyer. Barton Meyer. You're an orderly, Barton. Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Of course you are. I recognize the type. Scrubbed and polished. Haircut you can set your watch by. Arms fit and strong from bashing heads in. From bashing? Sir, I think you'd better go. Go? Why, I wouldn't dream of it. After all, I spent so very many days here. It's like old home week. It is? You did? I mean... uh, Don't stutter and stammer, son. It puts people off. Were you... That is... You used to work here, sir? No, Barton. You might say I was born here. Born here? (laughs) Sir, I think there's been some mistake. This isn't a maternity hospital. This is a lunatic sanitarium. Is that a fact? Oh, yes, sir. Why, this is where the very worst of the criminally insane are sent. Then it's a prison. No, sir. It's a hospital, all right. A hospital. How many of your patients are ever cured, Barton? Well, that, that is to say, I, I... thought as much. Dear me, a hospital that never cures anyone. How do you know when you're finished? I'm sorry, sir. Which patient did you say you were here for? Why, Barton, I am here for all of them. All of them? Every last man-jack of them. I'd better get the... No need to trouble the doctors, young Barton. 
No need to ring the security bell and bring the shock troops of orderlies down upon me. It won't do a bit of good. You see, I'm cured. Cured? Then you were... You are... Perhaps the only patient ever truly cured by this monument to medical mediocrity. Though not quite in the way that they expected. Cured at last of the meek and mild-mannered portion of my ego. Cured of that pathetic weakling that held me back. Cured once and for all of Simon Radford. Simon Radford? Then you must be... I must, mustn't I? Wake the neighbors and kill the fatted calf, young Barton Meyer. The electric eel is home at last. <laughs> this is nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just curling up together in a hammock, you and me. Mm-hmm. A little music on the gramophone. A little picnic lunch. Mm -hmm. A whole afternoon with nothing to do. Mm -hmm. Are you as bored as I am? I really am. Oh, thank God. Is there something wrong with us? Probably. Why start worrying about it now? Because we're getting married. We're going to spend the rest of our lives together, and we can't sit still for an hour without going half out of our trees. In our defense, Kit, this is the first time we've ever tried. It's your fault, you know. What is? I've got everything a girl could possibly want, and all I can think about is how much I'd rather be swinging from a rooftop chasing down bad guys. How is that not your fault? True or false, if I didn't swing from rooftops and chase down bad guys, I'd have never got you into this hammock in the first place. It's an interesting point. I like domestic tranquility as much as the next fellow. Provided the next fellow likes it in principle, but doesn't quite know what to do with it when it's staring him in the face. In a nutshell. Don't you think we should be able to do things like a normal couple? In what way are we an even remotely normal couple? Boss. And I don't just mean that you keep calling me boss. Our entire courtship has been wall-to-wall -wall danger and daring do. Maybe we're not cut out for the hammock set. Maybe not just yet. I mean, technically, we've had most of the picnic. And we've played a few records. And as far as anyone else is concerned, we're off minding our own business as two young lovers might on a beautiful afternoon. So they're not that likely to look for us, on account of us not wanting to be found. As you say. So if we were to say... Slip off to the underground crime lab. Just for a few minutes. We can bring dessert with us. Who'd ever be the wiser? Race you to the pneumatic tube. Well, what do you want? Don't just stand there shivering on the doorstep. Come in if you're coming in. If not, stop wasting my time. Impressive. Truly impressive. Dear God, that it has come to this to be gaped at by every slack-jawed yokel, like an animal in a zoo. Such a crime. Spare me the attempts to ingratiate yourself, you quack. Every doctor in this asylum knows the truth. I am, and always have been, completely sane. More than sane. My brain functions at a higher level than any other living. And here I sit, rotting away in this madhouse. All too true. I said spare me. To think that I, the genie, the greatest criminal mastermind in history should be subject to the parlor tricks of a puny intellect like yours. Perhaps so, but my puny intellect has got me this far, genie. 
And all of the intricate devices that keep you securely in your little cell aren't enough to stop me from opening the door. Don't flatter yourself too much, Doctor. Being on that side of the lock helps. It certainly does. As does this! You're not a doctor at all, are you? Say, you really are a genius. Not to seem ungrateful, but don't push my buttons. I wouldn't dare. Allow me to introduce myself. You're Simon Radford, former inventor and scientist, not unlike myself. And I intend that comparison as the very great compliment that it is. A freak electrical accident gave you remarkable powers to produce and conduct electricity. And you turned to crime as the electric eel. Impressive. Well, one tries. You've also been dead for nearly two years. As you can see, even a genius is only as good as his sources. The brilliant psychiatric care in this fine old institution split the late Simon Radford and the electric eel into two completely separate entities. Sadly, we had only one body between us, and I'm not inclined to share. You murdered your own alter ego? Sounds socially awkward. You have no idea. Grievous injustices have been visited upon me, Jeannie. You too, confined to a mental institute for no other reason beyond the fact that no conventional prison has ever been able to hold you, as if being brilliant were the greatest crime of all. Are you winding me up for a purpose, or is this just ego therapy? Far from it, my dear genie. I have taken the sanitarium by force and done so single-handed, but now I must enlist the aid of your own good self and our fellow travelers in super crime. I don't work and play well with others. Oh, you will when you hear the game. You see, my incredible powers are the only reason I stand here before you. A certain masked menace and his girl Friday tried to blow me to kingdom come, but all they succeeded in doing was converting me into pure energy. It took me all this time to reconstitute my physical form, and that gives a fellow time to meditate upon the true meaning of justice. Fascinating. Where do I come in? Why, the only place that befits a mastermind of your caliber, as the supreme and final arbiter. You have my attention. Myron McKellar. Your message was a little vague, McKellar. There is a protocol for these things. Come to the sanitarium at once isn't really what I consider a full report. Myron? What is it, man? Great Caesar's ghost, McKellar! Don't trouble yourself too much, Red Panda. He's quite dead. Genie, what have you done? Oh, come now. It didn't take a genius to do this. This sanitarium is the home away from home of some of your most diabolical enemies. And since you're still officially an outlaw yourself, it stood to reason that you must have an unofficial informant on the inside to keep tabs on all of us. Discovering that it was this young man was simply a matter of creating the opportunity for someone to slip away to send a message, and then following him to his transmitting equipment. Simple, really. Then what was the need to kill him? I'm afraid young Mr. McKellar made that quite necessary. He had quite a high tolerance for pain. Did he indeed? I hope yours is just as high. I wouldn't do that if I were you. If you're half the genius you think you are, you know just what I'm going to do to you. You'll do nothing of the kind. Because you say so? No, because your hands are tied behind your back. What? Hello, Boy Scout. Remember me? Jackrabbit. 
Oh, isn't that sweet? And here we thought you'd forgotten us. I'm surprised to find you two working together. Won't this make your boyfriend jealous? The mad monkey. Where is he? They wouldn't tell me. Control yourself, my dear. Your role in this little ambush was simply to use your super speed to restrain the do-gooder's hands. Leave the rest to the grown-ups. Don't you give me that lip, you pompous overbearing... I've had more than enough of your childish, lovelorn whining. See, this is why supervillain team-ups never work out. Not this time, hero. What the devil? Close enough. The electric eel? Impossible! Aha, just exactly the reaction I was hoping for. Did you miss me, masked man? I see standards have slipped a little in my absence. Watch it, Sparky. Miss Rabbit, thank you for the loan of your skills. Perhaps you should aid the others in preparing the hall for this evening's entertainment. Look, boys, I don't want to seem ungrateful, but isn't this a little crazy, even by our standards? There is nothing wrong with our mental faculties, young lady. Quite the opposite, in fact. So you keep saying, has it ever occurred to you that if you were such a genius, you wouldn't have to keep telling people how smart you are? Quiet, both of you. Trouble in paradise. Don't concern yourself too much, Red Panda. You have far greater problems. You're locked within one of the most secure facilities in the country, with a ward full of some of your greatest enemies, each of whom has suffered grave injustice at your hands. At my hands? Who else? Who dragged them in here, kicking and screaming to be deprived of their most basic of rights as human beings? Every person sent to this sanitarium was sent by the courts, not by me. They were sent here in the belief they might be treated for the mental disorders that caused them to commit such terrible crimes. They were sent here in the hope they might be redeemed rather than simply locked away. And how many of them ever find that redemption, Red Panda? You're meticulous enough about keeping tabs on them once they're in here. Surely you must know... That's not really my job, is it, Eel? No, you stalk the night in a bright red mask and gauntlets, bringing your own brand of justice to a city gone mad. Mm. It's a much nicer-sounding mission, but it all comes down to this. You've got a truckload of wonderful toys, a distracting little playmate, and you clearly have some time on your hands. You have everything a man could want, and still, you wander the sewers to play with this sort of criminal scum. Hey! Watch it. There's only one obvious conclusion, Red Panda. If anyone here is crazy, it's you! (laughs) Holy cats, did you kill him? No, he's alive. But he'll be sorry for that soon enough. Listen, boys, I like a bit of revenge as much as the next girl, but don't you think we're pushing our luck? We finally got out of those cages. We've got a chance to put some distance behind us before John Law figures out what's going on here. Then what? Wait until they catch you again, lock you back up, here or or somewhere even worse? They'll have to catch me first. No one leaves, Jackrabbit. No one goes anywhere until we have made our point. I have erected an impenetrable field of raw energy around the compound to see that we're not disturbed. We have a little trial to stage. The commitment hearing of the Red Panda! You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from Decoder Ring Theatre. Your address for adventure, mystery, and comedy. Order, order! I will have order from this assembly. What is this? 
What's happening? Ah, I see the prisoner is awake at last. Bring him forward. Get your hands off me! I would watch your temper if I were you, Red Panda. The new orderlies are just as eager to swing a nightstick as the old ones were. Maybe even more so. And that straitjacket doesn't make it easy for you to fight back. Well, well. The genie is a judge. I never thought I'd see the day. Who could possibly be more qualified? My vastly superior intellect more than entitles me to pronounce justice. Real justice, mind you. Not the ham-fisted hackery that wigged moron handed out when he confined me to this hive of lunacy. The superior should judge the inferior. Well, it's nice to see you've embraced the concept of impartiality. Silence! If this is a courtroom, what are the charges? And which of these psychopaths is my accuser? Order! Order in the court! The charges will now be brought forth by the prosecutor. Thank you, Your Honor. Oh, for heaven's sakes, Radford! Simon Radford is dead, Red Panda. He was destroyed here, in this place. Just one of the many heinous crimes of which I intend to prove to this court, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that the accused, the masked mystery man known to the world only as the Red Panda, is guilty. Where is the sanitarium staff? The doctors, the nurses. The prisoner will be silent. No, Your Honor. I have no objection to answering the question. I believe the answer might ensure a speedy trial. Red Panda, if you will direct your attention to the upper gallery of this chamber, this operating theater, where many a mind that was finally judged to be irredeemable has been permanently altered, you will see what remains of the hospital staff, bound and gagged and quite defenseless against the assembly of crazies, cutthroats, and cannibals that surround them. Only your cooperation with this proceeding can ensure their safety. Electric eel, you diabolical fiend. Careful! What do you want me to do? The prisoner will take a seat in the docket. Very well. Your Honor, it is my intention to demonstrate that the actions undertaken by this man, who calls himself the Red Panda, are not the actions of any man in possession of his right mind. And furthermore that in his pursuit of his self-appointed crusade, he has endangered his own life, the life of his young assistant, and those of many innocent parties. He is, beyond any question, a danger to himself and others, and quite mad! Say what you want, Eel, but if one more person comes to harm in the pursuit of this kangaroo court, you will answer to the Red Panda! Flying Squirrel, the Red Panda, come in, Red Panda. You said to give you 15 minutes, now it's alley alley in free. Hmm, got your radio ring turned off, I see. Almost enough to make a girl suspicious. Lucky for you, you're in a sanitarium full of supervillains. And I'll bet you a nickel nobody's ever said that sentence before. <laughs> Hands up. Oh, swell. Come on. Keep them where I can see them. Now turn around nice and slow. I'll turn around, all right. But you won't like it much when I do. Just no sudden movement, see? Or we'll have us a squirrel barbecue. Interesting. I'm going to go out on a limb and say... Colby Brown. Am I right? No sudden movements. Yeah, I was right. Colby Brown, a.k.a. Cobalt Byrne, 
I didn't know that many deranged sociopaths with Bush League flame powers graduated medical school these days. The lab coats attract less attention than pajamas and straitjackets. Sweet pea, if you're thinking about hiding out, you might want to try not doing it inside a maximum security loony bin. You'll be eating those words soon enough. Put your hands on your head and walk straight down the hall. I didn't come for you, Cobalt. I don't know how you monkeys got out of your cages, and for the moment I don't much care. I'm here to find the boss. End of story. If you had any brains in your head, you'd be putting as much distance as possible between you and me in the meantime. Is that a fact? You're strangely confident, little boy Blue. I wonder why. You and your partner may have stuck me in this stinkhole, Squirrel. Left me here to play guinea pig while they study my powers. But tonight we get our own back. Is that a fact? That's right. We knew there was a chance you slipped in before the field went up. Lucky me for drawing guard duty. Yeah, lucky you. Don't try nothing, Squirrel. My powers might not be much to write home about, but I can flame you up pretty bad if you make me. You know you can't get to me before I burn you, but good. You're not fast enough, and you know it. No, but I am. What the heck? You can applaud now if you wish. Jack Rabbit, <laughs> this night just gets better and better. Take it easy, hero. Take this easy. <laughs> Stand still, so I can clock you. The chance for another rematch almost sounds too good to pass up. No tricks, no marbles, no post-hypnotic suggestions. Just you and me, mono a mono at last. So what's keeping you? I got things to do. We both do, but we can't do them alone. What's that supposed to mean? That means you're here to pull your boss out of the fire again. My guess is there was something screwy about his agent's signal, and he left you on the rooftop in reserve. Just guessing? Not really. If you'd been further away than the compound wall, you'd have been stuck on the wrong side of an impenetrable wall of energy. An impenetrable how much? That's what I said. It isn't much to look at. In fact, you can't see it at all. But it's there, and there's no getting past it. I've been all around it a dozen times. None of this explains why you knocked out Pyro Peaches now, or why you haven't even thrown a punch. This whole thing is being run by some freak with electrical powers. Calls himself the Electric Eel. The Electric Eel, old friends. If by that you mean I thought I'd killed him, yeah, I guess so. He's got your red panda in the old operating theater. They've got it set up as a commitment hearing. A commit. For who? Who do you think? And I don't think they intend to rehabilitate him. Swell. Thanks for the info, sister. Not so fast. They're forcing him to play along because they've got hostages. If you charge in there solo, you'll only get everyone killed. What? Are you? Are you offering to help? This is a novel line. Why should I trust you? Because the judge sent the mad monkey somewhere else. I never knew where. I have to get out of here. I have to find him. Is that? Oh, I get the picture. You help with the takedown. The eel's fence shorts out, and you race off to the pen at Kingston. Is that the idea? Is that where he is? Maybe, but you didn't hear it from me. I can't promise we won't catch you. All I need is a ten-second head start. 
I can't promise I won't kill you if you lied to me. Jackrabbit, I think we understand each other perfectly. Thank you for your testimony, poet. You may step down. There you have it, Your Honor. Still more heartbreaking testimony from another of this madman's victims, and all in beautiful rhyming couplets. Once again, we see how brilliance is persecuted by mediocrity, how it is sealed away, treated as madness, something to be cured. You cannot cure genius, ladies and gentlemen. Have you anything to say in your own defense? Beyond the fact that the poet was not confined to an asylum for writing poetry, but rather for leaving that poetry behind as clues to his multiple crime sprees for which he remains completely unrepentant? No, not a thing. Order! That last remark will be stricken from the record. Is anyone actually writing this down? Silence! Mr. Prosecutor, your next witness. The prosecution rests, Your Honor. Very well. I will now retire to my chambers to consider my verdict. I haven't had the opportunity to present my defense yet. Silence. I will not be silent. Are you prepared to sacrifice the lives of the hostages? Are you prepared to sacrifice your own moment of triumph? What is that supposed to mean? It means that you all conceived this hearing to prove a point. It wasn't enough for you to simply kill me. You could have done that easily while I was unconscious. You wanted to prove once and for all that I was as mad as any of you, or even that you belong in the outside world and I belong in the cage. But if you do not follow the due processes you have set out upon, you have proved nothing. Nothing! You must give me the opportunity to dispute this petition. This is a trial! No, Your Honor, it is not. This is a commitment hearing. In this case, the charges were not brought by the Crown, but by an individual. The Electric Eel is the petitioner who has asked that I be institutionalized. None of your tricks! It is no trick. Your Honor, surely you must know that the only pleasure in outsmarting someone is when you have actually beaten them. Beaten them by their own rules. There is no triumph so complete. Your Honor, I protest. No, Mr. Eel. The accused has a point. We will allow this to proceed. Let the Red Panda try to prove his own sanity to this assembly. All right, masked man. You may call your first witness. I only need one, Your Honor. The defense calls the electric eel. No. This is ridiculous. Kill him now. You started this, Mr. Eel. Take the stand. Your Honor. I said take the stand, Mr. Eel. Let the fool hang himself. Proceed. Thank you, Your Honor. Please state your name for the record. The Electric Eel. But weren't you born with another name, another identity? Yes. Simon Radford. But you put a stop to that when you captured me and sent me here. Why? What happened here? The treatments these butchers subjected Radford to in an effort to purge me from his mind. They split he and I into two completely separate entities. And you destroyed him. Yes. How is this relevant? You brought forth this petition for commitment. I did. Because I am a danger to myself and others? Yes. And that is the only reason you came back here? It is. I put it to you, sir, that you are lying. What? The electric eel I knew was a brilliant plotter. He would never have attempted such a foolhardy plan with no prospect for gain. What are you saying? 
I'm saying that the petition for commitment is invalidated if it is brought under false pretenses, and that you have yourself been tricked into coming back here, Eel. Tricked by no one other than Simon Radford himself. No! No, it isn't true! It's the only thing that makes sense, Your Honor. Once he had reformed his physical being, the electric eel was free. But he came back here. The one place where Simon Radford was ever able to get help for the madness that has plagued him since the eel came into being. I put it to you that Simon Radford himself deluded the eel into concocting this mad plan. It's true, isn't it, Radford? It's all true. No! No! Yes! Yes! Help me! Help yourself, Radford. Drop your energy field and end this. Yes! Yes, I surrender! Help me! Order! Order! Order in the court! I'll have a ham and cheese on rye, thanks. There, in the balcony, the flying squirrel. Kill her! There's uh, actually no one left up here to feel that one for you, Jeannie. The balcony's clear and the hostages are free. What kept you? Funny man. Have a little knockout gas. <laughs> Good work, squirrel. I don't know how much longer I could have stalled. How in the world did you disarm the inmates and clear the balcony so quickly? I uh, had a little help, boss. Of the lovelorn variety. I don't understand. I'll explain later. It's only a couple hundred miles to Kingston. I've got to make a phone call. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, Episode 41, Trial by Terror, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Scott Moyle, Brian Vaughn, Julie Florio, Christopher Mott, Clarissa Dunetterlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. <laughs>